Hi, I'm Austin Foster. And I'm Michael Foss. Welcome to the Method of Making podcast, where two normal people talk about the creative journey and hope to encourage and inspire you to press on in your own. Come sit with us. Well, uh, here we are. Yep. Episode number one. Episode number one. Uh, take two of episode number take one. Take two of episode number one because uh, the place that shall not be named yes. destroyed our audio. Yes. And, and that uh, little tiny dog. That <laughs> kept barking. Not stop barking. He just wanted to be on the podcast. Uh, he just wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, me too. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, I mean, we are just little dogs yeah. uh, barking. That's all we are. That's who we are. Barking into the wind. Uh, this uh, beautiful space that we're in today, though, yes, is a lovely business that we like to support called Lazarus. Yep. Lazarus on Airport. There are two locations. That's right. The mm-hmm. Lazarus on Airport, and we are not paid to promote them at all. We, we just, wish we were. <laughs> we just really love their yeah. uh, coffee and beverages. Yeah. How often do you think you're here? I'm here at least once a week. Yeah. It depends on, because they have a great little pirate ship they for do. kids to play on, mm-hmm. and my daughter loves to play here, so I'd say at least once a week. Yeah. I'm here uh, recently, not as much as I used to be, but I was here probably three or four times a week over the summer um, because I was waiting for the pirate ship to be built. I wanted to come play. <laughs> <laughs> of course you yeah, did. Yeah, it was great. Honestly, I was thinking we should just record an episode on the pirate and ship. talk like pirates. <laughs> <laughs> there will be uh, another chance for that, I'm sure. So today I just wanted to start with asking um, what and why Mm-hmm. And how yeah. you became a writer. Yeah. Uh, okay. I can go first. Yeah. Um, so what makes me want to write? I would say I have always been a writer. Um, I've just not always believed it. <laughs> so as I think back to even my youngest years, I was always writing short stories in second grade, third grade, fourth grade, about Harry Potter and, uh, you know, a little glimpse of a, a Quidditch match where <laughs> Harry got a brand new Nimbus 5,000 instead of a 1,000. You know, mixing Future it up. Future Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I would write, like, little short stories about uh, hedgehogs who were secret agents and were, like, sneaking into someone's house to get whatever they needed to eat or whatever it was. Fun. Uh, just, like, little tiny things that my little baby brain wanted to, to get out on paper. Yeah. Uh, I did those things for fun. <laughs> yeah, my little baby brain, which hasn't grown at all. It's still the same. It's still a little baby brain. Um, but I, I'd always written those things. I remember my favorite times in school were when we would work together on poetry. We would write little poems. And then in high school, I started to just kind of write poetry on my own. And I had a friend and I um, who would make little songs and like little rap songs that we thought were fun <laughs> and cool that I will never bring into the light of day. But I had always been writing uh, since I was growing up and I had never really seen it as like a part of who I was. It was just something I did. Yeah. Um, and then I went to high school or into college and I spent six years just kind of floating around trying to figure out what my degree was. What do I want to do? I don't really know. Um, and I took a lot of English classes in college and those were my favorite classes, mm-hmm. the, cl- the, the classes where we just would read and then we would write a paper on, you know, what are the meanings of this scene in this one book? And I was like, this is 
this is fun. Yeah. Like, this is critical thinking. Yeah. This is, feels deeper than, you know, just my calculus classes or my architecture classes. Yeah. Um, and it felt like I was doing something that was more meaningful. And so after five years of just kind of farting around, figuring out what my degree was going to be, I was like, I think I want to do an English degree mm -hmm. and I want to just study this and write a bunch. And uh, my advisor at the time was like, yeah, you've got three fourths of your credits in English. <laughs> so just do that. Just get an English degree. That's awesome. Um, and it was once I graduated with my English degree that I realized, oh, I have always wanted to be a writer. Um, I just have never believed in myself. And so that was like a little bit of validation after college to be able to tell people like, I have an English degree. Um, but then I would just like write in private things that I felt, things that I thought, things that I thought were interesting. Yeah. Primarily like poetry. Or... Yeah. I started out writing poetry. Um, I was, I was more or less diagnosed with depression. Um, okay. that really came out in my, my family has a history of depression and, uh, it really came out during COVID during mm. lockdown. Yeah. And I wrote probably like 20 to 30 poems in that year. Yeah. Just things I was feeling, things I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I was dating at that time my now wife and just like the sorrows of not being able to see her and wondering what's going to happen with us because we're not like on the same page. Yeah. She's across town and I can't go see her. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all of that really kind of ignited this deeper understanding of myself mm. that I could only find out more about when I put it down on paper. Yeah. Um, and I found that to be true as I've gone forward, I've written short stories. I'm working on a novel. I actually maybe have just finished the first draft <laughs> of this novel. Um, and it, what keeps me going is that thing that was there when I had my little baby brain in second grade, yeah. it was just like deeper emotion that I was like, I can get this out of me yeah. and other people can experience this and it can be something that we share. Mm -hmm. Um, and that kind of keeps me going, you know, that's why I write, that's why I keep writing. Yeah. Um, because of that, that depth that I feel when I get it out of me. Yeah. You said something that I resonate with a lot. Uh, I tend to write, um, in like fantasy and horror genres yeah. and there's a lot to be said about like why I do that mm -hmm. but someone asked me the other day like why would you write horror yeah <laughs> and the thing that's really surprising is when I was a kid there was a moment where we were at a wax museum and my dad strongly encouraged us to go through the horror <laughs> section yeah uh, because I, I actually appreciate this refrain throughout my life, but it was, if you don't do it, you'll always ask yourself, what if yeah. kind of mm -hmm. mantra. Yeah. And so we did it mm -hmm. and it terrified me. Yeah. I was too young to go through there and there was a psycho exhibit. Nice. And you turn around at the right moment and there's a dude with a knife standing <laughs> over you. Yeah. And it just terrified me. I couldn't take a shower like with the curtains closed for like a year. I'm not kidding. This is real life. Uh, water everywhere. But <laughs> they were like, Michael, close yeah. the curtain. <laughs> close the freaking curtain. Um, but older Michael, look, I found that when I write monsters, mm -hmm. I have 
a control over them yeah. that yeah. young Michael didn't have. Yeah. And there's something therapeutic yeah. and relevant or relatable yeah. rather to expressing those right. things, whether it's fears mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. excitement or wonder. And yeah. so I love that part of your story of like even writing like bootleg versions of yeah. Harry Potter right. was little Austin acting in wonder yeah, or sure. trying to like mm -hmm. get into a world that he felt yeah. could have control over yeah. his circumstances. And, yeah. and that's really what reading and writing is so much anyway. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah that's good. I think, I think what you're getting at as well uh, is one of the joys of reading and writing that I think a lot of people will discover as they keep doing it. Um, my favorite books are the ones where I'm like, wait, I've thought that before, but like I, that was a thought that I thought was a bad thought. <laughs> and this person wrote it down and like turned it into mm -hmm. a plot point in their story mm -hmm. or they wrote about it as a poem. And writing seems to get at those secret parts of life that mm -hmm. we're told are bad or icky yep. or messy. Mm -hmm. And once you put it on paper, it's not as scary. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually, I think, helps you see it from a better perspective yeah. and understand it more fully when you keep it inside. It's just this thing that you don't have control over that's kind of icky, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think that's another thing, if we're talking about what motivates me, mm -hmm. is exploring those sorts of things that I've always been told you shouldn't be thinking that. So you shouldn't explore that subject. Mm. Um, but once you get it out, you're like, oh, it's actually not as scary as I've been told that's that good. it was. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, for me, I started writing from a, a young age. My earliest memory, too, was being a child and writing, yeah. uh, like, short stories, mm -hmm. illustrated short stories. Nice. But the first story I ever wrote, and I don't know exactly how old I was. I want to say, I don't know, third grade or prior yeah uh so pretty young wrote a story about a wizard <laughs> who helps a little boy find his dog nice and i remember just thinking it was the coolest thing yeah and the first thing i did was uh i sold it to my <laughs> great grandfather <laughs> Because good art deserves to be bought I and agree. sold. Did he uh, pay top dollar for it? Or? He he paid a dollar for it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, maybe five dollars, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. But it was that moment of like, oh, I created something that I thought was really cool, yeah. and someone else mm -hmm. uh, loved it. Yeah. Even though there's this obligation, in a sense, to love something your kid or right. grandkid right. does. It was a really cool starting point to go, hey, I kind of like that experience yeah. mm -hmm. of creating something in my mind, putting it on paper, yep. and letting someone else enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And that probably stuck with me because yeah. it's one of the most motivating moments uh, at such a young age to at least pursue creative things. Because for a long time, yeah. my creative journey took the form of songwriting, which mm -hmm. has nothing to do with yeah. uh, that short story about a wizard. Right, but, right. but it was at least that moment of, oh, Michael can create something mm -hmm. and people can enjoy it. Yeah. And 
because of the way my personality is, I love watching and uh, providing things for people to yeah. enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so when I hit probably fifth, sixth grade, I remember because my grandmother kept just all of my work from elementary school, which is just insane, yeah. uh, in a trunk. And on my 18th birthday, she opened up the trunk oh and gosh. like I had access to everything I'd written. And yeah. one of the things I wrote was I either, when I grow up, want to be a baseball player <laughs> or a writer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hilarious because I didn't actually, I, I would say I didn't know that that's what young Michael yeah. wanted. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like writing was like a fallback. Yeah. But once I saw that paper, I was like, oh my gosh, this actually makes a lot of sense as to why I want to um, like actually pursue this yeah. full time. Yeah, for sure. But my, uh, unfortunately, my grades in high school were really bad. Yeah. And so I didn't really have the option to go to a good college and, mm -hmm. and get a writing degree. So I stuck with music yeah. and went into songwriting full time, started a band. We ended up getting signed to a record label nice. and poetry, songwriting, yep. all that became like my primary focus. Yeah. yeah. Then when I stopped touring, I went to like a junior college, mm -hmm. took a writing course, and we had to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yep. And it changed my whole world. Yeah. And made me love fiction again. Mm -hmm. And not just like the real emotional like side of poetry. Yeah. That seems to be it feels nonfiction, even if you're I don't right. know, poetry just feels nonfiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, even like you read the Odyssey or something like that, and and it's an epic, but it it just feels nonfiction. Yeah, like it's real. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though it's absolutely not. Yeah. It, it's a weird feeling for me, but the that was the moment where I was like, oh, I want to read fiction mm -hmm. again, and yeah. and so fast forward to kind of where I'm at now. And it's a similar realization to you. Any season of life where I've not been yeah. operating in that particular creative energy yeah. of writing, mm -hmm. I have always found myself feeling discontent yep. with everything almost. Right, right. And, and I was just kind of like, I think I can do this mm -hmm. because it's who I'm meant to be. Yeah. Like there's this feeling of this is what I was created to do mm -hmm. is tell stories yep. and write stories and it doesn't have to be my job yeah. to do that. Right. So yeah, I, I picked up my pen again yeah. and started writing. And yeah. I, do you feel like, um, our relationship, I feel like we, we met each other, what, like two, two years ago, two, two and a half years ago. Yep. And in a passing conversation, we found out that each of us were like secretly writing. Yeah. You know, we were trying to yeah. be writers. Uh, we, like I mentioned in my story, we were like, I do this thing, but I wouldn't classify myself as, you know, like a writer. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, because the answer for me is 
I do feel like. Yeah. Um, do you feel like our little interaction and being like, oh, there's another one like me, do you think that has helped you? And how much do you think that has helped you yeah. want to get back into and to like be spurred forward in your writing? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think what you, you offered me was the imagination, the hopeful imagination that someone is doing this yeah. and that means I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And so there is that relatable, like not from a like expertise level. Cause sometimes right. we, we like, we think we have to have a mentor yeah. to do that for us, yeah, exactly. but a peer relationship mm -hmm. to go, man, Austin's doing that currently. Right. That means more to me yeah. than like hearing people who have done it. Right. So what you provided and our relationship provides me is this in the mud yeah, kind exactly. of relationship that right. has spurred me on more than, cause I've listened to people yeah. who are like, Oh man, I remember when I did this and now I'm a professional writer yeah. and I'm like, I cannot relate to that. Right. It's like, okay, great. But also there were 20 years from between there <laughs> yeah. and I'm on year one. Yeah, exactly. And so I would say it was incredibly helpful and which is, I think why our, our relationship has continued. Yeah. But then also it was, it, it was hopeful. Yeah, for sure. Like, like helpful in that it made me want to keep doing it. Yeah. And it was hopeful because the outcome wasn't as pressurized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, writing is a lonely venture. Yes. And I don't think people understand that. You yeah. know, like my wife is so supportive. But when I spend an hour in my own little world working on my novel or whatever, it's this sense of pressure where I'm like, I'm creating and I'm like, I'm getting some sort of satisfaction mm -hmm. and positive feedback for myself, but also like, it's just me. I'm mm -hmm. the only one here in this little world. <laughs> I'm the only one like typing away and yeah. I have no clue if this is good, if this is bad, if this is like, if anyone else is going to like this thing. And when I met you, I was <laughs> like, great, we can do this together. Yeah. We have a little partner. And I yeah. think, I think the reason I asked that is because for anyone listening, uh, I think the idea of this podcast is to give other people that sort of relationship oh, that yeah. we've built where I, I have personally read Stephen King's on writing, probably <laughs> not an exaggeration, at least eight times, eight times. Yeah. All the way through start to finish. And it's been extremely helpful because Stephen King is a great storyteller. Yeah. But there's a level of unattainability that you just Absolutely. described that I think only can be mediated and remedied mm -hmm. by having other people that are saying, I don't know what I'm doing either, yeah. but let's keep going forward yeah. and see if we can figure something out. Oh yeah. And that really is, I think the, not only for you listening, but I think this podcast is helping me yeah, for sure. continue mm -hmm. in my uh, journey, yeah. if you will. Mm -hmm. And I get excited to come talk to you about what we're working on mm -hmm. because it's in those small interactions yep. that make me go home and be like, I know where to go next. Yeah, exactly. Or mm -hmm. I at least feel like sitting down is worth yep. the time yep. because I've got someone else right. to talk to next week about yep. it. Yep. And so 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think prescription for anyone listening to this podcast, uh, find someone who yeah. is also trying to figure it out. Yeah. Who's kind of bumbling around writing things or yeah. creating things if, if, if you're in a different sort of creative pursuit and just like talk to them yeah. about what they're doing and share what you're doing and I promise you that you will get some sort of encouragement to continue on. Absolutely. And then use our podcast for that as well. Yes. Just like what are these two schmucks doing? And <laughs> <laughs> they're figuring it out. And yeah. So I can I can kind of join myself with them it would be my yeah my like, advice to anybody. Yeah, and we actually we'll talk about it in yep. a little bit, but we'll have a platform mm-hmm. for for y'all to hopefully even meet each other. Yeah. And uh, at least talk together about what you guys are working on. Yep. And so yep. um moving into it's kind of a perfect segue yeah. into the next portion of today. I would love to check in mm-hmm. and just ask like what have you worked on over this last week? Yep. And how how did it go? And where where are you kind of like maybe challenges and yeah and or like successes that you're mm-hmm. wanting to share? Yeah. Um, so this past week was New Year's. Yes. Um, and we had talked in the first podcast that we tried to record that was now <laughs> deleted because yeah. of that dog. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to finish the first draft of this novel that I've been writing yeah. called Terrorbone, and um, I did not finish it <laughs> by the end of the year like I had thought I was going to. Um, but I think yesterday on, what is that, January 4th was yesterday? Yeah. Um, I believe that I have reached the end of the first draft. Heck yeah. Um, so it was a fun little scene, kind of all of the, the things that my main character has been fearing kind of coming to a head mm-hmm. and him having to like physically turn and face that thing yeah. and kind of fight it down, if you will. Yeah. Um, it was very fun to write, yeah. um, but then I think the challenge now is, <clears throat> I told you this as like right before we started recording, um, I'm like, is it done though? You know, like it feels like I have resolved what I wanted to resolve. Yeah. And my main character, Jack, has um, faced down the monster that he's been running from this entire novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like, I don't want to leave though. You know, like there, there's so much more that I find myself in this character yeah. from a young age. Yeah. And there are so many more things that I would like to resolve for him, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. can't be resolved in this story. Yeah. So the challenge is like being okay with this being the end of this story and maybe the beginning of another story. Yeah. Um, and now I get to focus on the completely unknown world of the second draft <laughs> and going back to my original writing and being like, wow, this sucks. Let's, <laughs> let's try and fix this stuff up. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Um, hopefully, hopefully in the next, what I, what I want to do is in the next week or two go back because there's just, just like dialogue pieces. Yeah. I was trying to figure things out yep. and I was, I was writing in like a patois, you know, like a, a dialect of yep. sorts because all my characters are from Louisiana yep. and I found that to be really distracting actually. Yeah. So I changed that halfway through the book. Okay. So uh, in, in the next week or so I'm going to fix all that yep. and then I'm just going to let my first draft sit yeah. and then I'll come back to it later. But right now the challenge is being okay with this being the end. Heck yeah. Yeah. Love that. What about you? Um, yeah, so we had a conversation a couple weeks ago 
and I am also writing a novel. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're writing like four novels. <laughs> well, I have so many things <laughs> in my head. In fact, I just wrote um, like a like a po- blog post thing that we're going to be putting up, and it was really funny because as I was writing it, I was like, Michael you should really take your own advice. <laughs> like there's, part, yeah. there's parts of this that I know you believe, yeah. but like you should probably like go and do. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. one of those, one of those things was staying focused, right. like on a, on a thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and making a note mm-hmm. and setting it aside yep. so that I can, continue on yeah i will say uh, out of anyone that i have met recently you have the most number of ideas <laughs> like like in an impressive way i'm always just like yeah. how did michael already come up with something new <laughs> which is great that's yeah. like a really good thing as a writer to have yeah it's uh it, it reminds me of in a way uh stephen king's novel bag of bones yeah the author for like five years is able to get by because he wrote like five novels right. ahead his, of time. His trunk novels or whatever. Yeah. Called. And I feel like I have a trunk story idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, note in my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but over the last two years, especially what we've uh, been, I, what I've benefited from our relationship is, mm-hmm. oh, actually finishing yeah. those things. Yeah. And right. so right. I, I'm a classic, get it started mm-hmm. and then get bored and move on. Yeah. And, but I have finished things since, Mm -hmm. which is really awesome. And the reason why I'm focusing now on this novel, Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be kind of like Chronicles of Narnia aged. So young Mm -hmm. reader, uh, novel, and it's a fantasy about two friends. And the really fun thing about this novel is it's actually all told through, mostly told through the perspective of the friend Mm -hmm. watching the hero kind of emerge. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and it's inspired greatly with, because of my relationship with my wife. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so it's a, it's a heroine. Mm -hmm. She and her friend Nelson go on this journey together, but I've decided to stick to that because there's interest in it from yeah. from a publisher and because I just I'm also the kind of guy that throws myself out there yeah. and I'm like well worst case scenario they say no and I'm in the exact same space right, right. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see what comes of it but nice. it's been really exciting but there is a like soft deadline mm-hmm. that I'm working towards so this yeah. last I have kind of these ideal goals where I want at least a chapter a week. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. this last week I actually ended up writing a chapter and a half. So I found a groove and I was just writing, 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 writing. Right. Honestly, uh, on a car ride to (laughs) Fredericksburg, my wife was driving and I asked her, I was like, would it be okay if I just try to plug away while we're driving? It's like an hour and a half drive. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So I pulled out my laptop and I'm writing. And when we get to Fredericksburg, I kind of scroll through and I'm like, 
this is a lot. Yeah, how do I write that much? Oh my gosh. And I highlighted, did a word count, and I was like, I am well over <laughs> a chapter's word count. Yeah. And found that I had basically started chapter five nice. and finished chapter four. And so uh, that's kind of where where I'm at yeah. now. Yeah. And Did you find anything helpful, maybe as like yeah. self-described chronic <laughs> starter? Yeah. You start things and yep. then kind of get bored. For this, I think, in my mind, five chapters. Five chapters in, that's a lot of chapters. Yeah, yeah. Is there any practical steps that you have figured out for yourself, at least, recently, that have helped you stay on track? Yeah, absolutely. It, so five chapters for me in this book is about 10,000 words. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably around 9,000. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But the goal is to keep it around 2,000 words a chapter. Yeah. And, and so what... But instead of setting word count goals mm -hmm. and like hard like chapter goals and stuff like that, yeah. the technique or the, I don't know, the tactic mm -hmm. that has really helped me the most is something you and I talk about all the time is writing something every day. Yeah, just a little bit every day. And not putting any pressure on whether or not I crank out yeah. a thousand words or whether or not it's good that day. Exactly. Yeah. And letting, letting the adventure continue. Mm -hmm. So, so that was one big, big helpful tip is I was in a car yeah. and was like, I don't know if this is going to be much writing. I don't know right. how much I can write right. in this cooped up little space Yeah. with my daughter in the back, my wife driving mm -hmm. and, and then I sat down to write a couple sentences yeah. and it just came. Yeah. And so I find that not moralizing the, mm -hmm. the work that yeah. I do yeah. helps yep. uh, on top of just writing something every day. Mm -hmm. I also need to separate was that good yeah. for now mm -hmm. because that's what yeah. revisions will be right. for. Yeah. I think that's what's really good about that what you're talking about <clears throat> especially not moralizing it and not being like oh, this was a really bad session of writing yeah uh, each time you come whether you write a, a page or a little section of dialogue or a sentence yeah um you're you're like setting future michael up yeah to see the story just a little bit further than where it was yeah. today yeah and typically i mean for me personally even if I get two sentences out, I come back the next day oh, and yeah. I'm like, what? I'm not where I was yesterday. Oh, yeah. And this tiny little shift in perspective has helped me as my subconscious has molded over over the past 24 hours to yeah. see, okay, this is now where we can go. Yeah. Just getting those two sentences on, page, on the page, it's so helpful for changing that perspective and than letting your future self take it off. Oh yeah. And keep going. Oh yeah. And I mean, you are the version of, you're the 10.0 version of where I'm at now because you just finished, you actually finished yeah. <laughs> writing um, a novel. And so I think what's gonna be really fun mm -hmm. in our future conversations is me being in the middle. Yeah. And you being in 
a new middle right, right. <laughs> of revision yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think one of my gifts uh, as a chronic starter is, and as someone who like really, I find it fairly easy to come up with yeah. ideas, yeah. is I love getting to read other yeah. things and supply that kind of creative energy yeah. of like, oh yeah. man, what about this? Right. And it and the cool thing that you've done for me and and I've gotten to do for you is mm-hmm. with sort of a the closed door mentality that Stephen King talks about, we've not necessarily read right. each other's things. Yeah. But in talking about it, mm-hmm. so this I guess would be kind of tip number two and yeah. kind of final big tip yeah. for me at least is talking about my progress. Yep has helped me stay on top of my yeah. progress. Yep. Even when it's like, hey, how's it going, Austin? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm cr- I finished this novel. And I'm like, I wrote one word. <laughs> and it, but, but it's like talking about it and being like, oh man, but I'm really excited because yeah. this is where my character's at, all that. Right, yeah. Uh, I, I found that that mm-hmm. has really helped yeah. and, and goes back to what you said, like having someone to talk about your work without them having to read it yeah, exactly. is a massive yep. help in continuing on yep. and finding inspiration. Because mm-hmm. in my subconscious, I, I find that I'm writing all the time. All the time. And mm-hmm. it's just, when I sit down, can I tap into that? Yeah. Uh, yep. And do I have the energy mm-hmm. to tap into it? Yeah. And so. Well, to be clear, my uh, first draft of a novel was written one word at a time. <laughs> That's true. It was written literally a sentence a day yep. over the span of a year. Yep. So you'll get there, <laughs> listeners, you'll get there. <laughs> promise you, if you sit down, you take these two points of just writing a little bit yep. every day and yep. then talking about it with someone and getting yep. that creative flow back and forth. Mm-hmm. You will find a year from now, two years from now, six months from now, you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, I have almost a hundred thousand words written yeah. down on my computer. That exactly. is crazy. So love it. it. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, uh, that kind of moves us to the last portion that I really wanted to talk about today. And that is really more about what's coming up. Yeah. And so Austin and I, in some ways want to put our money where our mouth is and be a place for others to enjoy mm-hmm. our work, yeah. but also each other's work. Yeah. And so we have a sub stack, which is a glorified newsletter, this is exactly what it is. but it's got a, a really cool function to be like a website mm-hmm. and not just something you get emailed, but you can head over to method of mm-hmm. and there is actually going to be a submissions opportunity for you to submit your own work Mm -hmm. and we want to provide feedback for you Mm -hmm. and be a community where ultimately we can even share some of your work with uh, the broader method of making community. Mm -hmm. And so be sure to go check that out. And the other big thing is every month we're going to do what's called Bad Writers Club. (laughs) Because not only are we writing novels, but we submit our poetry. Mm-hmm. We have tried to get published in short stories and yep. stuff like that. 
and uh, honestly, we're a little jaded. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we were like, let's share uh, some of the horrendous rejection letters that mm -hmm. we get, mm -hmm. as well as keep the creative mojo going by supplying prompts to one another and writing some more like short, short stories yeah. or Flash. poetry yeah. uh, based on different prompts. Yep. And so next week, we're going to actually talk about the uh, Bad Writers Club prompt yep. and share some of our own work mm -hmm. and then also talk about uh, how we've dealt with all this rejection. Because <laughs> there's we been get. a lot of it. There has been. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of rejection, not just this last year, but yeah. in general. Just in life. <laughs> in life. And so we just want to invite you to that. Join us as we just kind of talk about some of the real struggles mm -hmm. of trying to get published yeah. as a non-professional writer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's all we got. I think that's all week. we got for this week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sitting with us. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time and we hope that something stuck out to you and something helps you, yep. something inspires you.